Welcome to Pitch Session. That's Pitch with a P. I'm Kirsten. I'm still Andrew. It's our second episode, Kirsten. It is, people, and you're the people, real. People say we needed a uh, a song. We don't have one yet. It's just we I, just start with us. I've got a lead on a jingle, um, but we'll see if they come through. I have a feeling they will. Maybe by you know episode six. It's a person I find to be very dependable, um, but we'll see. But you know, it's a long season, so there's it is. About, like ten more weeks. That's right. So they, they, the mystery person, has got a short period of time to get us this jingle. You're always very mysterious. Absolutely. So we had the first weekend of field hockey. Games were played. There were winners and losers. Um, for one thing, the losers can still be ranked. We learned that, right? That's right. We did run. We learned that and we got a bit of a, I wouldn't call it a correction because we weren't wrong, but uh, we've got some insight that I think would be helpful for the listeners to know. And that is that the 500 for us rule, to know. Well, yeah, I mean, it is a correction. Somebody definitely was like, mm, get your facts straight. And so the 500 rule for the NFHCA poll goes into effect on week three of the poll. So clearly they've considered this um, doom scenario that you, you painted for us last They week. sniffed it out also. It's nice to know that they're on top of it. I, I want to know why there's no poll after the first weekend. Like, do we really, are we too exhausted? Why do we have to wait another week for a poll? I think everybody, from the conversations I recall, it was like, we need some time to settle in. We need a couple That's ridiculous. wins. I agree. Let's make this. That's going to be our, we should get a new poll every day, even Monday, Tuesday, when there's no games. I love it. What if someone had a bad day of practice? They should go down. And then we should have live streams of practices. Yes. We could have Sideline a live interviews. Poll. We should yes. just have a live poll. It's always live. And it's always moving. I love that. You wake up in the middle of the night to go to the bathroom, you drop. You haven't hydrated today, you drop. Drop. Maybe let, we had a long let practice. Someone, let someone merge on the highway and go up a spot. Like it could be just an overall power ranking. Iowa City is experiencing the corn sweats and high humidity. They go down. Does that happen in Iowa City? Oh, don't even get me started on the corn sweats. It's a real phenomenon. Look it up. In the Midwest, it makes it increases the humidity just because of the amount of corn. So I think... You have to take you have to take into account in the constant poll, humidity, weather, hydration. School. Hydration is a key factor. Absolutely. You know, I haven't spent a lot of time in the cornfields of the Midwest. Just two weekends, as I recall. I, I'm more of a city guy. I I know that about you. Yeah. So, uh, what happened last weekend that you want to talk about? The uh, North Carolina Tar Heels are one and one. Yeah, and I love it. I think my my team of the week is honestly Iowa because they took it to UNC and and Wake, but like the UNC game, we got chippy, we got pressed a little bit. I loved it. What else did you see this weekend? What else did I see this weekend? Um, well, I saw some great hockey being played in our nation's, nation's capital. That was exciting. The Nittany um, Lions came out on top. 
The Nindy Lines came out on top, but AU really gave them a, a solid fight, and they were winning for most of the game. Um, it was in the fourth quarter that the Penn State Nittany Lions kind of woke up and were like, oh, crap, we got to do something about this. Um, and Sophia Gladio ripped a couple incredible reverse chips, many of them stopped by Brynn Underwood, um, but one of them landed, sent to overtime, and then it was a short overtime. But it was a really good game, and I think it was a good start to the season for both of them. Penn State, little reality check, AU like kind of, uh, what is it, like the wind under their wings, a little rise for them, some confidence boosting. You're, you're the wind beneath my wings. Thank you. Um, there was a little tussle of four teams in Chapel Hill this weekend, Iowa, North Carolina, Wake Forest, and Michigan. Iowa coming out, as you said, beating North Carolina on Sunday, the host three to two. They uh, whooped up on Wake Forest a little bit on Friday, four zip to go two and oh for the weekend. Uh, North Carolina won the first game of there in Mattanera against Michigan uh, Friday in Chapel Hill. And then on Sunday, uh, Wake Forest knocked off Michigan one zip. And I think that's the game that, honestly, I was, like, confused by, right? Because you're like, Michigan kind of competed with UNC. Wake got whooped by Iowa. And then Wake beat Michigan. So I feel like we've just got a weird kind of like – I mean, that's, what, that's that why they sense. play the game. That, I mean, as we covered in our last episode, this is why we play the game. That's the first time we've ever been able to say that. <laughs> in our last episode? That was a big week. moment. That was a big <laughs> moment that just happened. I felt the earth move on the feet. Uh, there were other big winners over the weekend, if there's anyone you want to talk about. Maryland off to a good start out on the left coast. They knocked off uh, Stanford and Cal 4 nothing against Stanford and 4-1 against the Golden Bears. Uh, they'll come home 2-0. and Actually, I think, and correct me if I'm wrong here, actually, I've got a, I've got a bit of a thing to say about this. So I believe the Maryland Terrapins are the only team in the country right now that are three and zero, but not easy to to corroborate because I'm looking through the schedule and I'm like, where the heck is Maryland? They're the only team that's not on the NCAA scoreboard or the stats counter. So if somebody did they, in did they play Park, did they play a secret game? Uh, I don't know. I'm just like whoever. Like somebody in College Park, somebody in you know wherever the NCAA is, Annapolis, Indianapolis could like address this. That would be very helpful for me and my I, research. I don't think in Indianapolis they're really locked in on this situation. I think pitch session is what's going to change that. They are three and zero. I yes, they're the only team in the country three and zero right now. Oh, they played UC Davis on Monday. That's right. Okay, that's what it was. It wasn't a weekend game. They are three and out. They beat so they did the uh, California three step. They beat Stanford four nothing. Cal four one. They played UC Davis on Monday, and won six nothing. I'm guessing on the way to the airport. So there, we solved that mystery. Yes, and I'm sure Missy Maharga is listening to this. She's an avid listener. And uh, she'll want to know that the Maryland's not on the NCAA scoreboard. Oh, so someone should get, get that, on that. Get that fixed. Yeah, let's get somebody on that. Let's get somebody on that. 
You know people. You know people. That's true. We uh we can talk about what's coming up this weekend in a minute, but anything else from what happened? Uh, you had your team of the week. Um, anything else you want to share that you saw or read about? Well, I okay, my team of the week. So I came up with a little spiel about Iowa because I was impressed because last year they finished ranked seventh in the NFHCA, tenth in the RPI, twelve and eight, fifth in the Big Ten. And four and four in the Big Ten. So um, their start was an auspicious one, one might say. And remind, remind some of the heady days of the Sarah Thorne era. That's right. The well, okay, wait. I was I almost said the hawk will never die, but now I'm I'm remembering that's, that. And incorrect. by the way, I have breaking news regarding the hawk. I was gonna save this till the end. They're getting a new hawk. I sent that to you this morning. I saw it and I was really excited. I was I was really pumped. Like this is going to be amazing. And I'm not going to lie. Open the pictures. Little disappointed. It looks better. I thought it, it looked better. I don't love it. I just hope the new hawk suit is more like has better flow. Who's that visiting? Sounds like that, the animals. Is that, is that goose? That is. Maple and Birch, the German Shepherds. Or as they call them in Germany. The Shepherds. That's right. Uh, four coaches got their first career win this weekend, right? That's right. So I was very excited to find this list. We have Lisa Bravenichek-Love, longtime associate head coach at Penn State, got her first win as a head coach. Um, Pam Spuler at Northeastern. Got her first one as a head coach um, when the Huskies beat Bellarmine University 3-1. The course, pride of Louisville. That's right. Well, kind of. Um, as we've already discussed and everyone knows, Erin Masson got her first win at UNC as the head coach with the win 3-2 over Michigan. And then Emily Dinsmore at Appalachian State, um, her first win got soaked by the bucket uh, 3-1 over Towson. See, and that's why you want to get your first win early in the season. Because what you don't want is the bucket soak in November. You are so one, right. One, because it means you've you know, gone 0-15. But who wants to get the bucket soak when it's you know 35 degrees out? So, I, you are move. so right. That, that's a veteran play by a new coach. That's right. Well done to the four of these women who had – we're heads up about this, considering the temperatures, et cetera. Yeah, you got to get that out of the way. Well, All anything right. else from the week that was before we look forward to the upcoming weekend of action? No um, poll to talk about. We know that. No poll to talk about. I think the thing I'm noticing just across the board, a lot of teams quite young. I feel like we're a young group across the board this year, heavy on freshmen, sophomores. Um, and, and I do think this is why I'm just keeping my eye on Iowa because they're freshmen from the Netherlands. Dn Ben Alsom scored four goals this weekend, um, split across two games. She was incredible. And then they, they, they have a couple veteran returners. So I think that that's going to give them a really solid, you know, foundation to work from. Um, you know, the Hawks are very famous for their, uh, their defensive skills, their goalkeeping. And um, their Midwestern hospitality. 
Absolutely. So go on out to Iowa, everyone. Add them to your schedule. Lots but of flights I, available. That's, absolutely. I think they'll be a team to watch, but they won't really. I don't think they're going to be very tested um, for a few weeks until they meet Michigan on September 22nd. They've got Fairfield and Albany coming up. So At Albany. At Albany, upstate, beautiful this time another, of the year. Another place you don't want to be in November or December. But this, but this period of the year, lovely. delightful, delightful, delightful. They're I great people up there too. I agree. A little salt of the earth. Um, we've got a couple of tournaments this weekend, or teams playing neutral site games. Uh, there's last week, I believe, was the ACC Big Ten Challenge. This weekend is the ACC Big Ten Cup which, you know, I'm sure is a significant distinction. Um, I don't yeah. know what kind of cup they're playing for, um, but there will be games in College Park as the 3-0 and Maryland Terrapins return home uh, to open that up. Also uh, at Penn, Louisville will play Princeton on Friday morning. Ball State is playing Bucknell naturally at Ohio State. That makes – I mean, I'm sure there's a perfectly good reason for it. They they just didn't run it by me, which, I mean, I guess it's fine. Um, Boston College will play Northwestern uh, in College Park Friday night. Um, and Duke and Northwestern will then play uh, Sunday at Maryland, while Duke plays at Maryland on Friday. So those are old ACC rivals. Who knows? Maybe they'll end up in the Pac-4 one day. And Duke and Northwestern. So Duke, Maryland, Northwestern, and Boston College hanging out this weekend. That should be a thing that happens. That is definitely a thing that is happening. It's uh, Penn State's turn to head to the West Coast. Penn State and, well, they go to California on Friday. What we don't know is if they're playing a secret third game on Monday against UC Davis. Well, what do we know about that? I think I looked this up, and I think we're just sticking with two. That, that seems to be the more traditional play. Feels reasonable. So, Although, I mean, if you want to be thrifty, getting three and games I love in one, to be thrifty. Getting one, three games in one California trip is, if we talk about ROI, that's where it's at. So Penn State looks like they're traveling out there alone. So they'll play California on Friday, Stanford on Sunday. Uh, Stanford and Cal just playing once this weekend. They've got to recover. That's a great point. What are your games of the week there, Kira? My games to watch. So you've named them, right? Like I had Northwestern BC, Princeton, Louisville, and Northwestern Duke. But here are some other ones for you. On Friday, we've got Yale versus Temple. And I like this because this is two new-ish head coaches, former national team teammates going head-to-head. So we've got Michelle Batiste versus Melissa Gonzalez at Yale. Um, so I think it's going to be really interesting because both of them sort of came up in a time where um, it was all about like playing really fast, aggressive, attacking hockey. So we'll see how these two teams do against each other in these sort of like two coaching styles paired against each other. And then my other Friday game of the week to watch is UVA versus your Hawks of St. Joe's University. So it's up St. on Joe's, Hawk Hill. It is up on Hawk Hill. There might be a Hawk sighting. 
but St. Joe's had a strong start. So did UVA and uh, with their win over Penn State. So I think this will be kind of a battle for who's like, which one of these teams could like make their way up the pole a little bit. And then on Sunday, I got UConn versus Harvard. So UConn is one and one, I believe. Lost to St. Joe's, beat Monmouth, and this is Harvard's first game. So I think they, they'll they be evenly matched, but it'll be a good test for Harvard. This will be the one, like. It's actually Harvard's second game. They play UMass on Friday. Oh. It's their first It's their first weekend. Their first weekend. It, they didn't play last week. But still, that's my Sunday game to watch, UConn-Harvard. And are you picking winners? Oh, should I? I of course I should. I'm going with Harvard. I'm intrigued. The Crimson. I want to see the Crimson topple the Huskies. Oh, and in mascot news, I mean, are you aware of Jonathan, the Yukon Husky? Did he die? No, I'm just saying he's adorable. I met him in person once. Adorable. Well, wouldn't you say you met him in dog? In, yeah. I. He's not a person. Paw. That's right. I met him in dog, shook his paw. He was very regal, like not very interested in me whatsoever. Oh, that's um. his loss. <laughs> uh, Carolina hits the road for the first time this year. They are at Penn on Friday as they venture into the Ivy League. And then they will take on Princeton uh, Sunday morning, a 1030 pushback, bright and early, due on the turf, no need to water it. Uh, they'll play Princeton at Penn with the early start Sunday morning. That is uh, very early. wonder what time one, pregame meal is for that. One might ask, why so early? Well, Penn plays your Louisville Cardinals at 1.30, mm. but I still don't – I mean, you would think that could be at like 12 and or we're 3. All, but, we're all going to be wanting to get on the road. But for all we know, Louisville is flying maybe. Maybe I catch a flight. I, I, would, a flight? Sure. I would say, yes, that's a flight. But it's Louisville, so are we chartering or uh, we getting Louisville on the southwestern? Uh, cards forever. It's southwest. It's not southwestern. Sorry. I, as it was coming out of my mouth, I knew it was wrong. And I knew you I, would correct me. It's like when someone says Alaskan Airlines. That doesn't exist either. It's Alaskan. Hmm. And it's Delta Airlines with the space in between the air and the lines. Did you know that? I did not know that. I don't like yeah. it. Yeah. It's Delta Airlines. Yeah, that's I'm not a fan of that. But what know, else you got here? Me. Well, uh, I took a look at the poll. Thought after last week's performances, sort of like who might be like clawing their way up, improving. I'm going to guess it's the teams that won. Yes, you're right. You're correct in that assumption. But here are some teams I just don't know if you're really thinking about. May not be on your mind, Andrew. I'm going to be honest. I'm thinking about all 80 teams. All all at once. I was breaking down Lehigh this morning. Wow. Well, then maybe you should be telling me who's going to be no, moving no, into the No, no, go fall. ahead. By all, all means, right. go ahead. All right. I'm just saying I'm looking at the Virginia Commonwealth University Rams. They had a good start to the season. They beat Delaware 4-3, and they beat Kent State 1-0. And both of those teams, scrappy. I mean, Delaware's got a long tradition of good hockey, and Kent State is sort of like up and coming. So I like VCU. I feel like if they have another good weekend, they could maybe see themselves come in like 
clawing up into the number 20 spot. And I think Louisville could improve themselves here on the pole. Like they might climb a bit. Um, and mostly because they took down Northwestern. Who's the team outside the pole that you think made the biggest move? I mean, I think that's VCU. Okay. And no, no. Okay. Yes, VCU, but also UNH. And I'm just going to say, your you girl called, called it. it. I called it. I really did. I mean, I'm going to, you know what? I'm not above patting myself on the back, but I said that Quinnipiac UNH game would be a good one. And, and it then was. They whooped up on Michigan State. And then they whooped. And so I, and then next up, they've got Ohio State, another like could be a really strong win for them. Ball State, Providence, Stanford. So, like, those are all winnable games. Yes, winnable and challenging. So they could set themselves up for kind of a big season. I think two wins this weekend and they join the poll next week. Whoa. Is that your prediction? Yes. Wow. All right. You've heard it here first, folks. Well, you um, heard it first. You heard actually, it right this, now. Actually, this is what I wanted to ask you. So the Ville this weekend played Northwestern 1-0. One, one, they also played Northeastern 3-1. Wow. And you, wow. you, Andrew, and your brilliant marketing mind, what's your pitch for that weekend? What do we well, call you know, it? You know, in football this weekend, Miami of Ohio plays Miami in Florida. It's kind of the same thing. And what do we call that? They're calling it like the confusion bowl or something I saw. Well, that's terrible. I don't like it. But I think it's like, Northeastern. Wow. See, if it was if it was somewhat if because it, it's east and west, it can't be like the battle of the Mason Dixon line. It's the battle of the Mississippi River. That's what divides east and west. That is true. Or the Great Lakes. In this case, because they're so, they're both pretty high lat. Oh, what is that? Latitude? You had it right. Latitude. Latitude. Yeah, you were right. You know what I mean? So really, the Mississippi isn't separating them. Mississippi doesn't start that high. Sure, it does. It goes all the way to Minnesota. My God, we got to reference a map. We don't have time for this. All right. No. I will... I, no, we have time. I'm right. I think I could be wrong. I don't, I just don't think. Look at us both fur furiously, furiously. Yeah, no, I'm right. It Maps. goes all the way to Minnesota. Right. Well, sorry. All yeah, the geographers I'm, out there listening to but, this. But here's, but here's the problem. It is west of Chicago. So they're both east of the Mississippi River. So, so you need to where, come up with a better. Well. And they're the Wildcats and the Huskies. So yeah, like, know, there's nothing there. Nothing there. We need to figure out like what latitude line they're on, like the fiftieth parallel. You know, they could be real close in turn. So Chicago is forty-one, almost forty-two degrees north. Right. And Boston is forty-two degrees north. Oh. It's the battle of the forty-second parallel. parallel? Yes. Well, just call it the 42nd parallel. No. Yeah. We're just the 42 degrees. The 42 degree challenge. Yes, I'm fine with that. Wow. I love that. Amazing. They need All a right. trophy and everything. It's going to say 42 degrees on it. Yeah. Um. All right. Well, 
you're welcome to everybody who's going to organize that next year. So, so those are my teams climbing, and here are my teams like, we better fix some things if we want to stay on the shoots call. and ladders, shoots and shoots ladders. and ladders. This is the shoot. Here's my shoots. Yeah. So Michigan, starting zero and two, but I mean, lost to UNC and Wake, and they were close games. They're close games. So you know, I think they're absolutely still going to be in the top ten. They're a really strong team, well coached well-resourced, blah, D, blah. But next they've got Davis, Davidson, ODU, and St. Joe's. So they got to dominate if they want to stay because those games are not going to be – it's just their strength of schedule in the next little bit isn't as good. Um, and then we got – I think ODU right now, what are they hanging at? ODU is number 18 on the coaches' poll, and they just lost to Delaware – two to four. So I think that they need to have a strong next weekend or they're going to slip. Their, their, their time in the clubhouse could be short. Yes. And then also number 20, the Dukes. The Duke Blue Devils. No, 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 no. Number, number 19. 20 is, 20 is the Duke Blue Devils. No, no, no. I got 19. The Great Danes had a tough weekend. So they lost to UMass double overtime and then they just blew out Stonehill 5-0, but next up they got Iowa. They have Hofstra. They also have Cornell, which I think is going to be a pretty good test, and Towson. So, so would you say the way they're playing right now, they're more like the pretty good Danes, not the great Danes? I think, yes, very much a pretty good Danes situation. Okay. Maybe even just right. the, fine, the fine Danes. Well, we have uh, more field hockey this weekend. We'll be watching. We will. Are you going to anything this weekend? I am not. Um, I will be watching from afar. Live on the plus. Live on the plus. And I will be following closely on Twitter. A platform or X. What the heck do we call it now? Just Twitter's fine. Everyone knows what you mean. All right. Twitter. And on a platform on which you can follow us at Pitch Session Pod. That's two Ps. Pitch Session Pod. On so pitch decks. and pod with a P. These are both with P's. And there's an email too, right? There is an email. And this is what I'd like to encourage our listeners. So, so being on the sideline um, this weekend, I would like, to, this is a call to all the dads of the field hockey world. Um, email us your questions. Cause I know you've got some, you care deeply. And you why might not is know one of the, why is one of the half circles dotted and the other isn't? I heard a lot of why, what was that call? And yeah, I want to be here for them. I want to help it's them out. It's usually obstruction. Perhaps. And I'd like to help these gentlemen learn the game. So if they wanna... Sometimes when you hit it in the goal, if it doesn't hit the board, it doesn't count. I mean, who's coming up with this stuff? Why are there so many whistles? We'll get into that in another episode because there aren't that many. But anyway, and email your dad. And you're a umpire. I am, but I, I'm just saying email your dad questions to pitch session podcast at gmail.com. That's two piece, but the cast added at the end. It was already taken. So pitch session podcast at gmail.com. Email your dad questions. Wait, wait, Maybe wait, we'll wait, answer wait, them. Wait, wait, wait. Pitch session pod at gmail.com was taken. No, pitch session podcast on Twitter was too long. Oh, oh, okay. I think you meant pitch session pod at Gmail was dead. No, it wasn't. But yeah. And then 
So I think that's all I got for you. So we'll be back in a week, maybe with a jingle, maybe not. Maybe with a jingle, maybe not. And I think we're going to have, uh, stay tuned, everyone, because production quality is about to just skyrocket. You've made major improvements. I, I got a microphone. And it debuts next week. It de- it debuts next week. So if you want to hear like the... It, uh, I'll get one. The dulcet right. tones of Kirsten Gebhardt. That's right. I won't sing, but I will talk. And you it'll could be beautiful. sing. You no, could sing. no, I can't. I mean, I could, but I wouldn't be good. Okay. All right. So we'll be back in a week. We don't have a Actually, song yet, but maybe we will. But maybe we will. So come back for the jing- the jingle, maybe, and the higher production quality. You know who always had good jingles was the Tony Kornheiser show. Ah, oh, Lachizuri. See. <laughs> Bye, Kirsten. Bye, Andrew.